Hey y'all, so today is episode 11 and can we go to church? <laughs> can we please go to church um, for this one? And I do understand everybody is not Christian. Everybody does not share the same views. And as much as I respect that, um, I want us to go to church a little bit for this one. And I mean, you can always apply this um, against whatever beliefs you have, whatever um, whatever floats your boat. Um, that's fine. That's between you and God. Um, however, for me, what floats my boat is God. And that is um, that is the anchor, and I want us to talk today. Ha, how ironic we are on anchor, um, or whatever platform you are listening to this on. It is brought to you by anchor. So, um, I want us to talk about the anchor of our relationships. What is the anchor? And I mean, I may be lying, but to me, an anchor in the most laymanist of terms, in layman's terms. I um, I would say an anchor is that thing that um sinks to the bottom of the ocean to hold the boat down to keep the boat afloat um to basically make sure that um the boat was not going to sink you get what I'm saying so what's that thing that is an anchor for your relationship what is the one thing that you can always go back to I mean in every argument in every celebration in every major decision what is that anchor that holds you all down you know what I'm saying and for me it's very important that you all have an anchor that is greater than the both of you all that is bigger than you guys loving each other that is bigger than the feelings you have towards each other that's bigger than the dreams that you share you know what I'm saying what is your anchor because at the end of the day not being anchored on anything outside of y'all two means that y'all two can either make or break your relationship and as human beings that's way too much responsibility to put ourselves to put on ourselves because we cannot guarantee what we will do when what happens and um let me give you an example so i attended a wedding and my pastor shout out to pastor marcel he was officiating the wedding and he said to them that um um, what God has put together, let no man separate and no man includes the husband and the wife, because if God has put you all together, God is your anchor. So y'all too cannot decide to separate. You need, if you, especially in Christian circles, you find people who say, no, I believe God has said you are my spouse. So I believe that God has blessed our union. And then they, the first thing they want to do, and we've spoken about this, the first thing they want to do is leave when a problem comes but are you trying to tell me that god has no longer put us together is god now putting us apart if god is not putting us apart what makes you um what gives you the power to put us apart when in the first place you did not put us together you get what i'm saying it takes the burden also away from us to, and it does not read us of the responsibility to get me right. It takes the burden away from us in that we, we understand that I can't ever, um, I can't ever make this relationship work. Um, because at the end of the day, we are two 
individual human beings with individual needs with individual expectations everybody's not always going to communicate the same way um everybody's not always going to do what the other person prefers everybody's not always going to feed the other person where they long for love where they long for attention or whatever it is they long for everybody's not going to meet everybody's needs all the time so we cannot we we aren't powerful enough as human beings to keep a marriage afloat. I mean, we can do all we can while we're dating, but when you are dating, you are within a community of people who are loving this person. Not to say the community goes away, but you become a community. I love what somebody said. I just can't remember who it was. I love how they said that for them, it's, 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 it's to say that I want to be with the kind of person that I can build a community with because communities are not built by families. Com a community is built by a family. So a family within a geographical location contributes towards a community. So they say that I want to marry the kind of person who... Um, whom I can build a community with, whom our children that we raise will influence the other children in the in the place where we live and create the kind of community we want to live in. You know what I'm saying? So you then become that person's number one community. You become their neighbor. You become their friend. You become their confidant. Sometimes you even become their encourager, their pastor, if you want to put it like that. Um, but then, then all that is way too much. It's way too much responsibility for one person to carry. So it requires that we be anchored on something outside of ourselves. It requires that we be held down by something greater than ourselves. You know what I'm saying? We cannot, we cannot float our own boats when we are on the boat. You can row towards the direction that you need to get to. Yes, you need to put in the work. You need to um, stay you need to drive you need to do whatever it is that your boat requires but you cannot um be the anchor and be on the boat you know um i say we're going to church are you already you know when the disciples were on the boat um so what had happened was um the two two scenarios so the first time i think maybe you've ever heard of jesus feeding like five thousand whole people with like two loaves five fish two fish five loaves Whichever one, there was two and five of whichever product. There were fish and there was bread. Um, <laughs> and then Jesus then fed like, oh, I, scholars say it could have been 15,000 people because for every man that was there, they could have had a wife and a kid. But anywho, let's just even keep it at 5,000 people. Um, then Jesus multiplies this whole thing, feeds them. And then after that, he's like, deuces. Um, Y'all can go to his disciples. So his disciples are these niggas that he used to hang out with. Um, so he says to his homies, um, okay, y'all can go ahead. I will find you there. By the way, he's telling them to cross the lake, to cross the sea, to cross the whatever it is they were crossing. It was a lot of water that they could not just walk across. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, different versions refer to the meta, like the water as a different thing. Some say lake, some say sea. Um, so it was a lot of water. That's all that we know. Um, and then Jesus says to them, you can cross. But by the way, Jesus does not have an extra boat. He does not have floaties. He does not have nothing. I've never heard of Jesus swimming in the whole Bible. Um, maybe it was black. I'm joking. That's very racist. Um, my brother is like literally like a pro at swimming. Shout out to Gatley. So stereotypes 
are not from the family reunion auntie d anywho yes so jesus um he tells them y'all can bounce i'm gonna meet you on the other side and they don't even care to ask how you gonna get there they just get on the boat and then yeah brother's gone like loyalty match you know what i'm saying so jesus up on the mountain praying and everything and then boom there's a storm in the middle of the lake or sea or whatever and it's like the third watch of the night. Apparently, it's like like dawn, um, but it's real dark or just before dawn, and it's like real dark. So let's just guess it's like midnight or like one a.m. vibes. So it's like very creepy, and I mean they were not on a yacht or nothing, law. <laughs> so it was not comfortable. So now they're in the storm, and then the water is getting into the boat, and then it's just like whoa, this is intense. And then now Jesus boom comes walking on the water, and he says like Peter says to him, Jesus, if that you i'm gonna walk on this water with you just say the word and i'm there and then jesus says come you know what i'm saying and then peter down walks on water other than god peter is the only human being that has a, that has ever been recorded to walk on water before the shack so um yeah but literally in real life but yeah so now what i'm wanting to say is in that moment of a storm if god says to one partner um i need you to quit your job for instance one of the people in your relationship it's 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 very easy for the other spouse to be like oh but you're neglecting your responsibility and whatnot but if your anchor is both of y'all are anchored on god you can easily know that okay fine if jesus is saying this then i'm not gonna stay in the boat and possibly drown when you are following god but i'm gonna step out with you you know what I'm saying? I'm going to step out onto this storm with you because I believe that you are being led by God. And if God is looking for the one, then I have no business chilling with the 99. If God is going after the one lost sheep, then it means that my business is doing what God is doing. My business is to follow after God as he goes and looks for that one. So I'm going to be with you. I'm going to see the storms through with you because at the end of the day, um, and this is something that, oh, this is a word. I feel it coming. I feel the word coming. But I'm going to say what I wanted to say first. But one thing that you know for sure is that it will work out for your good. Whatever your good looks like, God knows. But you know that if you're in pursuit of God, called according to his purpose, and you love him, it will work out for your good. But one, what then becomes the issue is that we don't always... um. We don't always have the most appropriate idea of what our good is. We think our good is having the three kids, having a white picket fence in a nice neighborhood and having a manicured lawn with a swimming pool in the backyard and guest quarters where your your friends and family can come visit and not sleep in your house. Joking. But we think that... Um, we think that our good is like six figures or at least a very high level of five figures um, every month in our bank accounts. We think that our good is every is having seven colors on our plates every day. You know what I'm saying? We think that our good is earthly and that's not always accurate. Some people's good will look physically humanly better than other people's and that's the thing sometimes you will not see the storm through 
And that's not to say that you will have been wrong or your relationship will have been in vain. Some storms last longer than others even, you know, but what you will know is that in the storm, you are in the perfect will of God. In the storm, Jesus is in your boat. At another scenario, they were with Jesus. And I think it, uh, I'm not sure what had happened. Maybe I'm mixing up the scriptures, but something had happened. Um, Jesus had preached to quite a number of people. Um, and then he got into the boat and he was exhausted. And then he just slept in the boat. And they encountered a storm. And then they're like, boom, they're like, oh, Jesus, please wake up. Brother, we about to drown. Don't you care? Um, literally, that's how they asked. Long, just joking. I wasn't there. But that's just my interpretation of like, but like, you don't care that I'm drowning. Like, you're just going to sleep and watch me die. Like, brother, how is that loyalty? And then Jesus was just like, peace be still. Like, why are you waking me up? You could have just told the storm to chill. Hello? Ah, that rhymes. But I'm going to write that down somewhere. But you know what I'm saying. But it's, it's, it's in those times of trouble that we remember, oh, kind of we have an anchor. Like, oh, this month we can't make rent. Kind of we have an anchor. But it's very important that at every point you know that you are you are connected to the anchor. You know that the anchor is connected to your boat. Because if you are anywhere and you don't have your anchor connected to your boat, you are in a trouble. You are in terrible trouble. So you need to be connected with your anchor at all times. You need to be connected with God at all times so that you know that every single storm that you are in, is working for your good. The storms will work for you. Whether you see your, whether you can see yourself through, or you have to survive within it. I mean, um, I was just talking to somebody, and I, I feel so encouraged, and that's why I'm preaching to you all today. Um, <laughs> you can blame them for that, but it really just reminded me that sometimes you're not going to, you sometimes your story is not going to be told after the. The drought. I mean, the widow who fed Elijah during the drought, we only ever heard of her until the drought was over. And then we don't know what had happened to her thereafter. Sometimes our our purpose is most fulfilled within the droughts. Maybe God called you for such a time as this. I mean, and the whole world is in crisis. Maybe God called your marriage, he called your family, called you and your partner for such a time as this. Maybe nobody will ever remember what you did. You know, after this, maybe nobody will ever mention you. Maybe nobody will tag you on social media. But if you know that you're not doing this for the tags, you're not doing this for the eyes, but you are doing it because your anchor is literally, um, I want to say is directing you towards that direction. Your anchor is swaying you in that direction. Then you know that you are doing it on purpose for purpose. You know, um, Delisha, shout out, one of the ladies that I've encountered in this life who has just encouraged me so much. Her her life saying, her the slogan for her website and her brand says, living life on purpose, in pursuit of purpose. Um, you know, and that's just what it is when you have pep when you have an anchor that you, every single day in your marriage, every single day in your relationship is in pursuit of purpose, you know, and it's on purpose. And it's in purpose. You get what I'm saying? So maybe nobody's ever going to mention you after this. Maybe your partner is never going to stand on a platform and say, um, I thank my wife, I thank my husband. Or maybe your partner is never going to become your spouse. But you want to know that you pursued purpose together. And you pursued purpose in purpose 
on purpose together you want to know that you were anchored in the right place you want to know that you build one another you you never want to leave a person worse than you found them you want to leave them better you get what i'm saying and back to the very first conversation that we had in this series you want to still be able to build friendship after breaking up because you guys were and i'm not the one to say be friends with your ex um just leave because that leaves the door open we'll talk about that some other time maybe tomorrow um and i had a conversation about this with somebody yesterday so i um they were asking advice from the podcast um and they just sent me an advice question so i will perhaps speak more into that um let's let's try that for tomorrow or the day thereafter but for today i just want us to just be intentional in trying to leave people better than we found them you know what i'm saying and the only way we can do that is if we're anchored on something that's greater than both of us for some people love is that thing for me i believe god is ultimately love so yeah maybe you have a point but um i think that it's greater than feelings and emotions it's it's bigger than what our bodies can comprehend and express you get what i'm saying it is something that's a lot bigger it's something that's a lot greater so yeah be encouraged by this and ask yourself and introspect and look at your relationship what is your anchor what is your relationship founded on what is the thing that is greater than the both of y'all that keeps both of y'all grounded that's the word I've been looking for. What keeps your relationship grounded? And that being your anchor, what is that? What does it look like? You know what I'm saying? Are you both aware of it? Are you both intention? Are you equally intentional about it? Um, yeah. Let me know what you think, and I mean, let me know what what are some of the principles. Of course, God is like a broad um umbrella, but what are some of the principles that are grounding you in your relationship? What is again? the million dollar question um what is the most um important what is the most valuable relationship advice you've ever received and um what else did i want to ask you yeah do send me your advice questions and i will speak to you about it first then i will try and address it right here on this platform in case anybody else can use the advice thank you for listening i will see you tomorrow love you Mwah.